1: ready to go? Shit balls, fuck. All right, let's go. <laughs> I hope we're recording and that's the way we started. All right, welcome into the Nick Pop podcast. Uh, my guy, everyone's guy. You're kind of everyone's guy. Shit. Verse.
0: Everybody's sucker.
1: No, you are just the, you're a loyal, helpful yeah. dude. You've explained it to all of us that it's the, it's the O-lineman in you to like see to it that people are taken care of? I will, for
0: something, something <laughs> in me, will not let people that I know, god damn it, will not let people <laughs> I know fail. Right. And I just, I don't know what it is. And it's, I'll I'll bitch and piss and moan about everything. Yeah. But in the end, I'll still do it. I'll still cover whatever they need.
1: Now, did that, was that how you always were? Because did you, were you, like, from the moment you started playing sports, because for athletes, like, sports kind of define, they help define your personality yeah, to, to a certain extent. True. Were you always an offensive lineman?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a brief flurry of fullback in eighth (laughs) grade football at Walnut Junior High School. How'd that go? It was awesome. Yeah. Number one, my old man, though, knew it wasn't going to be long lasting. So back in the day, I was like, Dad, you know, we're Bears fans. I'm like, Walter Payne's my guy. I'm like, can I get some ruse? (laughs) like, And he's like, yeah, of course. So we're all out there, you know, when we're kids, or eighth graders. Yeah. And everybody else got like the low tops, stylish Ruse, you know, or Nikes or whatever. Right. Mine were high tops, and I was like, "Dad, what do you mean high tops?" He goes, "You know, if you're playing fullbacks, like more ankle support. You're gonna be in there crushing people." I was like, "Oh, okay, totally." Oh, yeah, got yeah, it. yeah, you're right. Two years later, he goes, "Yeah, I knew you were gonna be a lineman." He goes, "I just, <laughs> just didn't want to crush you right out of the gate, so I got you high tops. You said to deal with it." That's too good. I had. A- I was a catch. Oh, I was caught in yep, baseball, right? Okay, and I was. Baseball is my
1: favorite. That's what I, people don't realize. Yeah. Baseball, right? Baseball no, is your favorite sport. I'll watch baseball all day. Right. I will watch like if baseball. You had, if you had season tickets to the Cubs, oh. would you go to every game? Every day. Like that would be, you hit Powerball tonight. and It's all. I already it, got the Brownstone picked out. <laughs> you got it stuff. all. You're, you're, I've already talked
0: to the Ricketts family, and the, they have seats for me right, on where I there. want them. Right, right. I got a deal cut. Okay. I think it's good for me. Yeah, it's probably it better is. for them. Yeah, the deal that I cut. I might have had <laughs> a Depending couple yeah, Powerball, right? you know, it might have been had too many when yeah, I talked yeah, to them yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. But no, I would. I can sit and watch baseball after baseball. It was why I had to leave Chicago. I yeah. watched. I called in sick to work. Watched a Cub game in the in the afternoon at one twenty, and then the Sox were playing that night, and I caught the train over the Sox game. And my boss was sitting behind me, and at that time I was still big verse, like I was still three twenty five ish. And so I mean, I could camel beers like it was my job.
1: I, I've never heard that term camel so the, beers. I like it, so the
0: <laughs> so the vendor comes up and I said, like, "Hey, sell me! Can I get all those beers?" It was me and my buddies. <laughs> and he looks at me. Well, I mean, I thought I was the king of Siam. Like we had just got done playing football, right? Right. At Husker Hoops, yes. And, and I, was I was in charge. You thought
1: of like that. Lincoln and like the Lincoln rules applied to Chicago? So I'm not about.
0: quite that far, but okay. I had, buddy i was cash rich like i was gangster rolling right right because each game you got a hundred bucks to play uh, yeah. why well, i scheduled all the games so we had 50 games and we had memorabilia at the time you know we were 49 and 3 which yeah. were, or maybe whatever it was we were the best four-year span of record in college yeah i'd slapped out on hats and shirts and we're selling it and everybody's getting their cut and it's awesome yeah. so i moved up to chicago just to roll a cash yeah and so I get this dude, and he's like, You know, I can't do that, man. He goes, like, You've been buying beers for me for seven days. I'm like, Okay. I'm like, real quick. But I want, I'm two is my max, right? He yeah. goes, Yeah. I'm like, I want two for me, two for me, that guy, two for that guy, two for that guy right there, two for the two guys sitting behind me, two for that lady over there, two for that kid. You're probably going to have to card him, but we want two for him. Just set them all right here, and I'll distribute them. He goes, Fine. So he pours them all out. So we're just yucking it up, having a great time. And. My boss was sitting behind me and I didn't know because again, camel and them, I didn't pee. Yeah. Seven innings. I mean, I was 16 innings of baseball in and had gone to the bathroom once before oh, I got on the train. Right. And so sitting there and I was like, oh shit. I was like, I'm getting fired or, you know, I'm getting kicked out. I was like, I haven't even been that loud. Yeah. So I looked back and there's my boss and he's like, oh, it's like, I'm getting fired. <laughs> he goes, we need to talk on Monday. I said, yeah, yeah, okay. So I said, well, do you just want to sit and have some beers with us? And he goes, what? Okay, like, yeah, just sit down, and have a couple beers. It's so he just joined us. Verse. I'm like, I got it's a bunch. first? Like, I got a bunch of beers right here. He goes, I saw.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so, the boss that was, did he fire you on Monday? Then he told me that I needed to resign. Okay. And right. they had a, All right, se- semantics. Had a yeah. severance package for like me, like Lynn Swan, right. with USC, where it's like <laughs> right. I'm retiring. It's like <laughs> right. I bet you are, Lynn. You know? <laughs> very, very similar situation. <laughs> yeah.
0: But so he hands me the severance deal, and I was dumb. You know, it's my first like real job. Yeah, I mean, shit. And he goes. I, I said, wait a minute. I said, you're giving me money to not work here? Yeah. And he goes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was uh, like a cold caller for a, a place. Yeah. And I'd pull the, oh, shucks. You know, I just moved here from Nebraska and it's, you know, a big city. And if you have any extra money, these guys would really like to invest it for you. You know, it's kind of a boiler roomy yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, you're catching enough Ethels and Merls. and, you know, <laughs> and like, oh, gosh. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. And the dude was like, you know, you brought in X million dollars in six months. I was like, really? What? Oh, yeah. I was killing it. Wow. You get, if you know how, if you know what you are and you can, and you know people's perception of you, sure. you, you can, can, you can, you flip can work it. Yeah, that you can, situation. You're
1: right, you're right. So you played that yeah. up, you know,
0: we had one dude, you know, that was like, you're moved here from where? I'm like, oh, right. uh, Nebraska? He goes, like the farmer community? I'm like,
1: sure. Sure, that's where it I'm is. Like, yeah, you know, I yeah. drove
0: the tractor out here in Chicago. I parked right. it on, over <laughs> on I can go show you. Yeah, right.
1: I can go show you right there.
0: And so they were cutting checks, and these guys were invested. They did a great job for folks, right. you know, made them money. So I, that was kind of the hitch. I was like, you guys, you know, if you don't make a money, I'm going to feel bad about this. Like, we are killing it. Right? Wow. So he gave me a severance package, gave me more money. Then I didn't have a job and had more money. So I was like, whoa carte yeah. blanche so i just run around chicago till all hours of the night oh my god Oh, it's awesome so when so well so i had like, to move home like my liver was like we got we, go. we're, we're going we're going back home well when i came okay so in chicago you have 2 a.m closed bar 4 a.m closes bar 6 a.m closes bar per your liquor license okay so you can stay home till 6 a.m well, it took me about a week maybe two to figure out the path back home via bar closings oh yeah so i would go far and then those would close at two, and then, <laughs> then I worked my you way, way back to the four back. <laughs> o'clock close. Yeah, and then I worked my way back to the six o'clock close, right. and then the little neighborhood spot would open at six thirty for breakfast.
1: Oh, boom! And then that was your that was yeah. us concluded the finished night finished her
0: huh? up, and away I went. So I oh, made it home, man. and I lived in one of those split levels where my neighbor Tom he lived on the basement floor, and I lived on the upstairs. And I didn't make it inside, like I am. Passed out on the stoop on a Monday, and Tom is stepping over me. Right. And I'm like, Hey, Tom. I was like, I almost made it. He goes,
1: I almost made it. He goes,
0: Time to go home, man. I'm like, I know, buddy. I was like, It's right there. It's just right there. I didn't make it. He goes, No, bud. He goes, Nebraska. He's like, You're not ready for us. I'm like, Yeah, you're correct. You're probably too right. much going on for all to see. Right. So, yeah, loaded up the blazer that hadn't been moved in six months. I'm like, Just start, baby. Just start. Please, just. She fired up. <laughs>
2: you went, went back and went back?
1: Throw back. So when did you, because when did you get into the restaurant bar? Did you get so, back and then right into it? So when I got back, uh, I was just kind of cruising
0: around downtown having a good time.
1: Yeah. And Give me a time frame of this. So, so this, this would been be, like I grew up in 96,
0: so this would probably be 97. Oh, okay. Okay. So DJ Rezak, a buddy of mine, he had said, hey, Anheuser-Busch is looking for a guy to be a young adult market rep. They're going to buy people beers, and or you know you go out and buy beers and give stuff away. You're kind of the fun guy. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. yep. Sounds yeah. like a real job. So he's like, seriously, go out and interview. I was like, but enough. The joke's up, and they don't pay people to do that. So he's like, just show up at AB. So I'd, I'd go out there in shorts, T-shirt, yeah. tennis shoes. And the like, the guy that runs the company came out, and he's like, uh, you're Matt? And I was like, yep. uh, this is a real job? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I thought this was a joke. I was like, I really apologize. I'm like, but you know, let's sit down and talk about it. So we sat down and talked about it. And so I he was like, You're hired. He goes, There's nobody else. Right. So I worked that for a year. I was in the bar six to seven nights a week. When I got done, Lincoln was seventy five percent A B sales. So what? three three out of every four beers sold in Lincoln was in I should take that back. In downtown Lincoln right. or in my market was well, dude, they're flying guys in from corporate to come meet me. Right. And I don't like corporate. Your secret. Yeah. The,
1: the verse, secret <laughs> yeah. to success.
0: Rule one, don't be an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rule two, repeat number one. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, what do you do? And I didn't really like him. Like one of the guys, he was just kind of douchey.
1: This was the owner of the-
0: No, man. the owner the owner was great. Oh. Okay. They took great care of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had- The so corporate I'm, people or whatever they would So I'm like to- 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah, 23. I've got an expense account to buy booze on O Street, which I've frequented a lot. <laughs> Which, <laughs>
1: by the way, is awesome. Well, and this, I mean, booze is cheap. In, yeah. You know, that, you know, so it's also like oh. you you rack up a couple hundred bucks. It's like, wow, did you buy everyone a drink in the bar? 10 times I remembered over?
0: I turned in an expense account for like 400 bucks and I was in a
1: panic. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. 400 bucks are. And the linking
0: for booze is quite a bit. There's like, wow, you guys must have had a lot of promos this week. I'm like, yeah, we yeah. did. We totally did. <laughs> <laughs> I hired a gal named Risa Rose. So then it was me and Risa yep. rolling around downtown. But she was kind of the, the secret sauce of it. She would drink Bud Heavy. Okay. And I would drink Bud Light. And we would go into bars. And she, so, you know, you got all these frat guys and they're thinking they're cool. So Risa's smoke show rolling around with the freaking Bud. Yeah. And so she'd walk past a crew of frat kids and they'd be like, oh, aren't you guys cute with your little light beers? She'd take a sip and walk away and you could
1: watch them. Just go good. They're heavy.
0: insulted like, uh, can I get a butt heavy? Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. so that goes, and then I just say, if a girl was drinking like a Coors Light or a Miller Light or something, I'd just walk up and be like, oh my God. They're like, what? I'm like, such a pretty girl and just such an ugly beer. I'm like, can I get <laughs> you a, a good butt? Line. Can I get you a butt light? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And then boom. So <laughs> Bro- we go. So they roll these dudes in. Yeah and they're like okay so what are you doing so we go to dinner first and we're kind of doing our thing and and homie was a little inappropriate the, the corporate guy a little inappropriate yeah kind of down talking nebraska in general being a little rude to the server guy who was a great server and then i and i got fast eyes, so i was watching him tip and i really got mad and so i looked at Reese like i gotta go and so i got up and kind of went outside and put myself in timeout. It's so, all right, Holmes. I'm like, you want to think you're a swinging dick here. I'm yeah. Like, we're about to show you some shit. And so, I called every bar on those street. We started, I think, at Sandy's. Mm-hmm. Said, open every Anheuser Busch product you got, set on the bar. We'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm like what? I'm like, big She's boy. Doing, yeah. Big boy says he's buying a beer for the city. This little podunk town. Yeah. So I walk in there. Bars full of AB product. People just going like just waiting. They're chomping. Start passing them out. Right, right. So there was one down called Woody's. I'm like, hey, open every friggin' one of them. Like, first, we just got an order. I was like, I know. Yeah. And you're going to get replenished tomorrow yeah. because he's buying them all. And so we walked back and down across the street. Oh, we did man. Woody's, Main Street, Duffy's, Mickey's, Bodegas, Iguanas. And then I told him Iguanas was two bars. So we went into the yeah, Lizard yeah, Lounge. Right. yeah. Went into the, went in the one, Lizard yeah, Lounge and yeah, made yeah, it to yeah, it again. Yeah. Then we went over to the rail and at the rail. So now I got them. They're schnocked. Like, they are out. Right, feeling it. And they was like, you can't even give anything away you just buy people beers. I'm like, oh, okay, big boy. I said, tell you what. I said, I'll give you everything in my car right now. So I had a bunch of swag. My swag order just came in. I said, but you best have this replenished in the morning because I got promos tomorrow and your drunk ass is going to be asleep. And he goes, you're fine. I'm like, okay. So get out my whole car. My whole month's worth of stuff. I'm like, there you go. So they're just chucking stuff in the rail you
1: know, nuts. And
0: he's reliving college and having a blast. He's probably my age now. So I'm like, well, I better call these bars. Yeah. Well, number one, I better call Jesse our driver. Best driver in Nebraska. I'm like, I better call Jesse. I'm like, hey, bud, really sorry, but you got a lot of work to do. <laughs> and he goes, I just saw the order. Because what happened? I was like, I'll meet you. Don't sweat it. Right. I'm like, I'll help you. So we get all this gear gone. And I go meet Jess. And I start loading beers into the bars that we just killed. I mean, literally like the bills would come. I was like, good luck, buddy. And I'd leave to go get the next one set up. So we got them all filled and then got Jess done. The warehouse guy calls me. He goes, uh, you need to get out here now. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. I probably deserve this. So he goes, I get out there and there's two pallets of gear of swag. Like I had a Honda at the time. It was not fitting in the Honda. Right. And it's just everything like the stuff that wasn't even in the catalog. It's like brand new swag. Yeah. At the time, Earnhardt, you know, I had a number eight leather jacket. Yeah, I was like, so at a boy, like this guy really that, thinks we're a bunch of necks. I was yeah, like, yeah. buddy, we got some other cool. Stuff. So then I go down coolers, koozies. I mean, I had stuff for six months, just brand spanking yeah. new. So we went back at that. Well, then the same buddy DJ Rizak said, hey, I, I got a. I said, he's like, I want to buy this bar, but I need a partner in the pizza place in Lazare's. Will you partner with me? Like, absolutely, for sure. So then we bought Mouse's Library, yep. which then turned into the bar. Mm-hmm. And so uh, DJ Neil Grummer and I owned the bar, and DJ yep. and I at the time owned um, those hmm So we went at it and got going, wow. and the bar was an overnight success. Oh, that's an understatement. Yeah. That was, that was my then, neck of the woods. It's crazy because the kids that I coach at Scut now are 21. Right. They're like, we were at the bar the other night. I'm like, did you see my picture? I'm like, what? I like, go back look. Yeah. So now they're taking their picture with my picture, pointing at Love it, realizing it. Yeah, yeah, that's that fantastic. their coach started the bar. Yeah. Um, through that, the ladies at uh, the sidetrack, Joyce, she wanted to sell. I'm like, well, I'll buy that one too. Yeah, <laughs> And then the ladies at Iguanas, they wanted to sell half of theirs. So like, we'll buy that one too. Yeah. So I went from working at AB and six months later, I had four bars. Look at you. Oh, yeah. I mean, what better work you have at 24, 25 years no old? No
1: doubt. Well, but and then here, fast forward. Yeah. Now you got paisans yep. all on your own. Yep. Well, and I, <laughs> there was the, a brief stint in there as a financial advisor. Oh, was there? Oh, yeah.
0: I'm really? Series Seven Sixty Six licensed. Oh, like okay. I can trade stocks, bonds, and news. It's, it's tough because if I talk about paisans, I have to get a, a prospectus because I'm uh, educated. Yeah. But so that's why somebody asked me, like, I can't really talk about it. Gosh. Gotcha. So then, you, if they keep persistent, now you know they're interested. Right. But um, did that. I asked him, I'm like, don't put me by any windows because I want to be outside. And they're kind, of an, <laughs> they're kind of an ass in the chair culture. Yeah. And he put he put me on like this. It was a corner. Yeah. So like, I had two no, windows. Oh, no. So I'm just looking outside all day. I'm like, like, can I, wanna I go. Just be out I wanna there? I want to go. I want to go. Can I be out there? Yeah. And then that didn't work. And then conveniently enough, I found a place across the street from Scott Catholic High School to open his <laughs> pizza perfect. joint.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It is. absolutely. Did you think... When you because you went into the Grand Island Hall of Fame, congratulations! I do, thank you. So thank you've you. probably been doing a lot of reflecting. Yeah. When you think about you know sophomore, junior in high school verse, yeah. Did you think you would coach? Did you think you would like? Because it sounds like the bar restaurant thing kind of just like it 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 just evolved into that. Like which one would did you think you would be
0: coaching? So for me, the I have probably had a better chance to be a bar owner than a coach. My dad was a competitive softball player. Okay. Freaking, like, the Verzal family is, my sister is crazy competitive Yeah. at everything. My dad spiked himself. It, like, my dad wore metal spikes in softball. Oh. So then it actually came off, big old strawberry bleeding through his sock. I'm like,
1: what, what are you doing? What yeah. happened?
0: He yeah. goes, I spiked myself. I'm like, were you trying to spike someone else? He goes, yes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so... But in that, you go to these small towns, and your dad's playing the tournament, and you're you know, being the little guy running around throwing the ball, playing catch, but you'd go to the bar. Right. And the bar was always fun. The bar owners in the small towns were always cool, and it was just a good vibe and a good atmosphere. It's, it, it is, it, the, bar, the bar in Lincoln, yeah. at that time when we opened it, is a recreation of a small town bar.
1: Yeah, because it has that feel. Everybody kid, knows everybody's name yep. and all that. Yeah.
0: You get taught, hey, remember, memorize the face, yeah. memorize the name, and memorize what they drink. Right. Because when they come in, if you got that waiting. Yeah, it means, like, some,
1: that means a lot. It makes yeah. you feel important right. and all that. Yeah. You
0: feel valued. Yeah. Somewhere in, in society, we became real transactional. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to make you something. I don't give a shit if you like it. Here's you know, I'm going right, to make whatever. you pay me 40 bucks. Right. And then keep it moving. Okay. i got another guy waiting. That's what we try to slow it down know more about the people it's what we did at paisans and the little when we had just to carry out yeah to have kids today who be like oh my god they're not social and they don't have any skills and i'm <laughs> like is anybody taking the time to stop and maybe teach them the frigging skill right like you weren't exactly social out of the womb no like you had to learn this right
1: was your dad super outgoing? oh yeah. where did you get your my old man yeah he, is, he that, was, is that where it yeah. was
0: he was my mom's probably more reserved yep but you know you get us a couple drinks yeah and God bless him. We all know our tolerance pretty good. Like yeah, you, so you know, you know that when line. Down. Yeah, right, right. But he would be, it was just a fun dude. You know, first one on the dance for the wedding reception. Right. And can, I mean, we can all dance. Yeah. And that helps. Yeah. You can go out there and be a spaz and it doesn't work, but you got to go out there and move. You got, you got it, you got He's it. Signature moves. If you go to a family function, they're like, hey, you remember your dad doing this? I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, That's yeah. the move. So I pray him on that side. The, the bluntness also from him. Okay. The compassion from mom. Got gotcha. you. But so we just, we try to create that smaller town feel. You know, we still do it at Paisons today. Yeah. You know, a lot of people come in. A guy the other night was at the bar. as was on Sunday. He sat down and eight, sits down there every Sunday. He goes, how many regulars do you have? I said, well, what night of the week do you mean? I'm like, because we're just in people's rotation. Yeah. So we right. know on Tuesday, we're going to see these eight sets of families. On Wednesday, we'll see these 12. On Thursday and Friday, we'll see everybody. We might not be able to say hi, but we'll see them. And so that's just... Our kind of philosophy—it's yeah. like slow it down, be friendly, try to be fair. If you screw it up, tell them. Right. Chances are we'll get you—we'll get to the error before you even know it happened. Because <laughs> we we did it the other night. We screwed up somebody's pizza to go. Thankfully, we had a, a, an extra one top for another time slot. So we threw it in. Told the person that still hadn't showed up for their order. There were two pizzas sitting there then with their name on them. They're like, what, "What's going on there?" Mm-hmm. Well, your first one we had done before you even got here, but it ripped across, it kind of stuck to the screen. So it made you a whole other new one, so you just take them both. And the guy goes, but I would have never known. I'm like, but we would have never done that to you. Right. Like, we're just going to tell you. He's like, See, okay. and that
1: stuff makes a difference, though. Oh, yeah. The, I, in a, Well, in a world of, like, we're living at the height of options for everything. Mm-hmm. And yep. sometimes you got to figure out what cut, what is going to differentiate your option from another option. Yeah. And sometimes it is that personal... You feel valued. You feel important kind of a touch that you provide. It is, 100%. And so the coaching, what's your coaching... Well, but what's your coaching style like? Because I think... Because you... Are you a yeller because you have I don't know if you'd even have to because you do have a natural there's a natural you have a natural and you have an intimidation to you yeah. that I think the guys probably know like I'm not I'm, gonna, fat, I'm not even going to test this well, guy. Well, fat hairy bald guy like that's not, <laughs> not a good way to start but, but, the day. But that's but in some ways that's a good that's a good place to start. Because I do think there needs to be a health, healthy mm-hmm. amount of fear from your yeah. coach in some ways. Or just like when he's around, you shape yeah. up a little bit. But what's your style? How would you describe your coaching My style,
0: style has evolved a ton. Yeah. And if you ever run into anybody from Malcolm that would have been there from like 99 to 08, they'll be like, dude, that guy was nuts. Because I, Ryan Terwilliger got a job in Malcolm as a head football coach, and he was like 25. And so he calls me. He's like, hey, I got a head coach. And I'm like, sweet. I'm like, what are we coaching, like Peewees, like little guys? What are we, Leons? What are we yeah, doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, no, I'm a, I'm a high school football coach. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, what's the name of the town? And he goes, Malcolm was like, good one. I'm like, make up a cool name at least, like <laughs> Studville or something. Yeah. He goes, listen, fat ass. He goes, get in your truck and drive out Highway 34 and turn north at, at the sign that says Malcolm. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I get on Highway 34 and I'm heading west. I'm driving long, driving along. I'm like, there no Malcolm town. And I looked up at sign I'm like son of a bitch. I'm like, there it is. Here's Malcolm. <laughs> so I veered off and we pull up and uh, I'll never forget it. It was my first day as a coach and it's C two football. Yeah. So I'm standing there. They they don't even have an asphalt track. It's rock. Ooh boy. Yes, rock track. And I'm standing there at the fence, and Twig's like you're excited. I'm like I'm like yeah, I'm kind of fired up about this. I'm like let's roll. These thirty scrawny, teeny tiny little kids come on one little chunker, and so they all roll out and I'm like. Nice. I'm like, what's that, like the freshman team? <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, that's all of them, bud. Welcome to C2 football. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So the big thing with Malcolm in the beginning, because my high school coach, he was a yeller screamer. Yeah. Okay, intense dude, Kenny Fisher, just fired up dude. And so I was very amped up, but it never, I could never comprehend – why they thought they were losers now you do some research they had, they had 10 years before us they had 10 total wins and one of those was a seven win eight man season Ooh. so zero or one to them they yeah. were winning and so to have to teach them over the top I, I became kind of militant with them that that expectation when you came out on the field well, we were winning something that day right and i don't care what it was so at that time y'all I had, I had referred to referees. I apologize to referees. I've become a lot better. But they had a new one, like a brand new guy. And so the um, or the head official was protecting him. I was like, no, 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 no. You didn't make that call. I was like, I want to talk to the new guy. And he goes, how do you know he's new? I was like, look at him. I'm like he's standing on the exact opposite side of the field from me, and he's our side judge. Like he's supposed to be by me. Yeah. He goes, oh, no, no. So anyway, it was very militant. But we, we went four and four our first year. And you would have thought we won the the Super Bowl, right? Like, I mean, I could have rolled through Malcolm and just taken whatever I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> just walked into the bar and be like, I'm going to take this chair home. Yeah, and like take two. <laughs> then the next year we go ten and one, and buddy, I could have walked down there. Oh, you went ten and one the, in year two. Made it to the semis in year two. Wow. And then reality set in. And then we got right. rolled by a much bigger team. <laughs> sure, but I, I mean, like there were. I could have been offered a wife. And they're like, take her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah she's yours. We present to you. She's yours. Yeah.
1: Now.
0: <laughs> but, no, it was fun. Um, as I've matured over the time though, we coach real hard in the off season to get all our technique and stuff out of the way. And now I've finally, after I've been coaching for 20 years, I know it seems- realized that no matter how much I yelled during the game about something, it's not going to change the outcome. So I become a little more teachery, a little more correction Hey, what are you seeing? How are you seeing it? Does right. the guy next to you see it the same way? Yeah. But as we're in Malcolm, I would just scream
1: out. Sure. I feel that. Well, so who who in, do you think you're like? You're, you're probably, who I guess when you think about all the coaches you've been around, who who do you think you're, who, who's probably the most influential on you?
0: You're all early. Well, still.
1: Just like, high, yeah. Kenny Fisher. Like, oh, okay. My high school. Your boy. high school coach. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Kenny Fisher. Had an expectation. I mean, my name was Fat Kid for my first like. That's no joke. My first year of conditioning as a sophomore, because soft ten through twelve was, yeah. was high school. That's GI. how I was at Southeast. Yeah, I was running. We were doing so. I was killing everything. Like I'm going 100 miles an hour in every drill, and you know, trying to show yeah. I want to play. I didn't know there was like a long conditioning at the end where <laughs> oh you, run, yeah, like yeah. you run, like so you run around all the field. Yeah, literally on the goalpost. Yeah, and so he was like, "Well, somebody better dial 911 and get the fat kid off the field." <laughs> And I was fat kid for a yeah, while. Right. So him, the intensity and intensity and expectation, I would cross the line between those. Because I think a lot of times kids don't expect enough out of themselves. It's easy to settle. You know
1: what I mean? Oh, you yeah, never had it, to.
0: Yeah. We we did it in the weight room.
1: It's yeah. It's easy to settle and it's easy to be given an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you present a kid an out or they gone. or I shouldn't even say a kid, I mean adults. Like yep. I mean I think all people Want an out? Want an excuse to maybe not take it up another night. The only
0: time I get mad now is that I don't think they're striving to achieve, and they're not going to meet my expectation because I think everybody has unlimited potential, but just their own. Yeah. Like if you got a kid that's just half ass and stuff, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. I know you better than this. This isn't going to do it. So that's the only time I really get pissed off now. But I just have a naturally loud, deep voice. But honest. you have a
1: presence too, like yeah. that. I, you know that that is gonna. I'd imagine. I just wouldn't imagine effort's a huge issue. With, no, with your with your group. Once the sc-
0: we have times, it's it's structured. Yeah. All right. Now's learning time. So I don't need you to go 100 miles an hour. Right. But when I get them, I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And now we're in it, and now we can go and get things done.
1: Are kids. Are kids that much different now, or is that is some is that something that's exaggerated? No,
0: it's they're the same.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, the parent has changed. Okay,
0: my dad. Okay, Kay Fish story, Kenry Fisher story. So we're at, we're up at practice and we're stretching, and I get got moved up from the sophomore team to the varsity team. I'm stretching by this kid Kurt, and Kurt's I see Kurt's dad pull up, and I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna go real bad, and so because Kurt's dad is going toward Ken Fisher which those from Grand Island or the area will know that's not something you do while he's on his football field. Right. So he walks up, and he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, can I have a word with you, Coach, just in private over here? And coach Fisher's like, if you want to have a word, you have it in front of my team. And so we're sitting there, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And so the dad was talking then loud because he was kind of pissed because he wouldn't go off to the side with him. He goes, well, I don't think you're using my son right, and I don't think he gets enough playing time, da 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 And Curtis, like like an uh, arm's length from me. And I knew what Fisher was going to do. And he goes, which one's your son? I'm like, dad, don't point at him. Don't point at him. Don't point at him. Right. Dad puts his finger up and points at him. And so I barrel roll out of the way. Yeah, Like, like not
1: me. I'm not going to roll out yet. of the way.
0: Yeah. Everybody literally, I wasn't the only one. They're all spoof gone. Yeah. And the homie's sitting right there. And fish goes, tell you what? He goes, you go get your kid. You go in my locker room. You get his shit out of my locker and you go to a different school. Because he didn't play here no more. And this dude was like, what? He goes, he don't play here no more. And the kid, the dad was like, and the kid was like, "Yeah, he finally got up and walked out and then watched him empty and he walked out and drove away. Wow. Yeah. So that meddling parent now, and, and they'll say they're protecting. Right. That meddling parent is more commonplace now. Yeah. And, and if anybody from that era and GI is lying, if they didn't say they went home to their parents and said, listen, if you see Coach Fisher in the street, just like turn the car around and go the other way. Yeah. But just don't. Now, you don't want to be that guy well, as but, a coach. But, yeah, right. But now it's more common that the parent will get in because they think the kid's getting screwed. Sometimes it's all right great to lose. You're going to lose a job mm-hmm. in your life. You're going to lose a position. Can you bear down, go fight and get that back? Right. Or do you want to take your ball and leave and go start? That's why we have ninety-seven travel teams. Ah,
1: man, that's just so. It's often. the parent is different. It's the it's the and and what's interesting is I'd imagine there are, the, there are times and this is a perfect example of if you talked the parents more upset than the kid. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like one hundred percent. And so they're projecting that onto their 100%. onto the kid, and and so that is just. Yeah, you're probably right. Like somewhere along the lines, you know, it's just like anything. There, you chip away at it, you chip away at Mm -hmm. it, and it's become more acceptable to Mm -hmm. be that overbearing, too involved parent that is. It's like I'm going to go talk to the coach about my son's role, Mm -hmm. or I am going to do that, and that's a slippery slope. You, you kind of been able to,
0: and some parents have been able to be a chicken shit about it, and you send an email. Yeah, I can't gauge your tone in an email. Right from the day I started, any any offensive line parent that wants. I always give them my phone number. I say, "Don't call the head man; yeah, you he, call he doesn't him. coach. You call me." Yeah, if you got a problem. And I, I did that the whole time. in Malcolm, I did it at uh, when I was at North Star. Right. I did it when I was at Northwest. And Scott, it's Scott's a different thing. I'll, I'll explain that, but not a call. But also putting kids out into society, then they're productive and can be a part of a team. And you know, I got kids that they said would never amount to shit, and now they're doing VPs doing. of companies. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. I got one kid's boss calls me every year, he goes, This guy's awesome. Yeah. He was still just fifteen years into it, just kills it. Right. My like, Good, he's supposed to. The, but in, in the big in, in Omaha, so you in Grand Island, Catholic school, private school, always the rich kid. Always, you know, the, the edgy kid, always the problem. More parent issues there. In Omaha, it's the exact opposite. The public school kid and parent have control. I I haven't had a parent come up and ask me a question at Scut about anything. They're more like, hey, good job. That was awesome. You know, how do you think he's doing? Like, he's doing great. He works hard every day. You should be proud of him. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> my kid? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, he's got this expectation. We go at it every day. He's awesome. And so when I was at Northwest for a year, I had dads like standing on the sidelines during warm-ups. Oh my God. And I'm just, like, I was just a, I was, it was one of the worst and best things that happened in my coaching career at Omaha Northwest. So I had so much rage because nobody would leave me alone. I got told that I couldn't install Nebraska's zone scheme for these kids. They don't have the knowledge. They don't have the background. I'm like, fuck out of my face. Yes, this is right. what we're doing. So we did it, and then we started to run the ball really well. We had an awesome running back. Unfortunately, he's passed away, but we had an awesome running back, and these kids got it. And then I got dads like two foot from me in warm-ups. And so Damon, who's the head coach, yeah. he, he knows me well enough. And I just quit looking at my guys during warm-ups. I just turn around and stare at the dads. And I just say, set hut" like, every 10, 15 seconds.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you should be paying attention to them. I was like, you should be in the stands. Yeah. So then here comes old DB jogging over. He's like, hey, guys, uh, what's hey, going on? on like, fire here. I was like, you need to get these guys out of my business. Yeah. He goes, well, they're their kids. I'm like, great. Then they can go coach them. Right. Because if they stand here, I ain't going to be coaching. <laughs> He's like, hey, guys, let's go over here and check out the receivers. I'm like, <laughs> keep it moving. Yeah. And so – you go to the to the to the Scott side of it. You don't get like, Listen, you that. We trust you. Term and trust you. That helps too. Sure. Term being term and, yeah, and right. he's very yeah. smooth. Like we trust you. Go get Adam. Yeah. And, well, I have I have parents tell me I'm not hard enough on their kids. Like well, I don't need to be. He's the best worker we got. Yeah. Like what do you want me to do? Scream at in for being too good? Yeah. You yell
1: for the sake of yelling yeah. is not. That's not. But good. it's evolved and it's
0: changed. It's just it's gone from. Now, the not expecting to win, that's a transition. And Malcolm, back to Northwest thing. Northwest, I, I wanted to make those kids win because they deserve to win. They deserve to win games because they worked hard. There's a, there's a stigma and a perception of those kids at Northwest that they're lazy and they're this and they're that bullshit. That's a great set of kids. And if anybody can go in there and help the administration and get the parental involvement and knock off all the recruiting, that will be a powerhouse mm-hmm. without a doubt in my mind but there's too much bullshit that happens outside of it that nobody will call out and empower the teachers and empower the staff and empower the coaches that you got their back if it happens. Yeah. And I'm not in OPS, so I don't care. And I probably won't work in OPS, so I really don't give a shit. <laughs> but that thing, those kids deserved better. Right. But it was the first time in my life that I had gone over. No wins. And I sat there and I was like, maybe you do suck. Like, maybe you're a bad coach. And maybe you just smoke and mirrors, had a ton of talent, you hit everything at the right time. I was, I was honest, I was not going to coach anymore. Really? Yep. It, it, it bugged me because those kids deserve to win, and we couldn't win. Sometimes it's, out of our own fault. Yeah. Sometimes out of mistake by them. But right. it, was a, it was an eye-opener. And then Fisher actually, Ken Fisher was in town. He said, hey, you know, I had a tough one. I'm like, yeah, he did. He goes, I've seen all the games. He goes, I know you blame yourself. He said, it isn't you. Right. He said you're a coach, so go find another job.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, yeah, you need to so, change. But his yeah, story. I was almost, yeah. I was done. Yeah,
0: I was mentally checked out. Wow. Yeah, and yeah.
1: he and Coach Fisher passed away. Yeah, just recently. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yep. right? Oh yeah, man, that had to make what? Because this weekend had to have been reflecting on him. Oh kind of, yeah, you know,
0: stories were flying and, right. and all that stuff. I told the fat kid story and everybody yeah, of laughed. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he just his other. <laughs> So we were there, I can't remember if we were playing Norfolk or Columbus, but it was going to be his 200th victory, and that, and that's a football family. Pat, Cletus, Rex, and Kenny Fisher yep. all played at Nebraska all at the same time, four brothers. So Pat Fisher, I'm an NFL films junkie too. Well, I mean, you hear the Acon and the oak tree, yeah. Pat Fisher and Harold Michael. you know, they got the whole, <laughs> it's a whole one dedicated to them. Mm-hmm. And so we win, and I shake his, hey, congratulations, coach. And I shake his hand and I look off to something like, son of a bitch, that's Pat Fisher. Yeah. So our coach, you know, he's pissed because we're all acknowledging that he won and had right. an accomplishment. We're walking off the field, Pat Fisher, full of the old top coat, looking pimping, lives in DC, tight, sure. slicked hair. Yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Walks up and he's like, hey, Ken. He goes, congratulations on your you know, 200 figure. He goes, what the hell are you doing here? He goes, you live in DC. And he's like, well, I flew in for your. For, for, for the moment. He's yeah. like, just another game. And he and he blew past him. Really? Like, didn't like, did <laughs> even do it? stop. Yeah. I was like, hey, Mr. Fisher, nice to yeah. meet you.
1: It's <laughs> my know. chance.
0: It's my chance to talk to you. But him. they got together back. So, so he just, it's the game, man. Yeah. He just loved the game.
1: That's, uh, th- there's nothing quite like the the impact that a high school coach can have on Oh, you, no. I mean,
0: you had Mazurski,
1: you know what oh, it's yeah. like. I mean, yeah. those guys, yeah, I would still run yeah. through a wall for that guy. For sure. Know? I mean, anytime I see that guy, it's just... It's great.
0: You it's, should. You should too. Probably thank who? uh Butler's probably your offensive line yep. coach, and uh, whoever Lumpy was. He one of your offensive? No, he's younger than you or older than you. Who are your offensive linemen?
1: Oh, I, mean, I don't I mean, it's what year? You, you better know, I mean? know their
0: name in that state championship game because you were clean in that game. Oh, I was
1: clean the whole game. Well, yeah. Titus Adams was knocking me on my ass. Yeah, a bunch. Oh God, we had Drew Stahl, Grant Persett, Brett Altman. We had, and then we rotate. See, we were Southeast was such an embarrassment of depth. We yep. we had we didn't have anybody that went with went both ways yeah you know how, how un like that's kind of crazy you were the first platoons we, we would we had offensive, offensive set and defensive set and, and so those guys yeah. would stay fresh yep it was yeah it's nuts yeah it's nuts that helps a lot it helps
0: quite a bit i've never coached at a school where i have them that way yeah everybody ever has always played both ways
1: yeah, especially because you know, usually you get one, you know, you get you're lucky if you got like two dudes yep. or something like that. And you're like, you're on the field as <laughs> much as humanly possible. OK, but yeah, we were lucky enough to have nobody on our and D line go both ways.
0: Yeah, that's a luxury.
1: Oh, man, it was it was ridiculous. That is nice. I mean, yeah, it was totally ridiculous. Um, Southeast recruiting. Yeah, <laughs> or or when all of a sudden it was. I mean, they opening up the the second high, the opening up Southwest changed things quite a bit, you know. Because sometimes it it's just a numbers game. Yep, you know. There's a little swell pool of kids. Well,
0: dive there for the old nights.
1: Well, that's what I was. I mean, before we get to Nebraska, the one thing that I I, I I'm pretty sure you're with me. Multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. I I'm a huge because I was I've, I've told you, I was this close to. My going into my sophomore year, and it was the year I ended up starting at quarterback when we won state. But I was this close to being like, I don't think I'm gonna yeah. play football. And Bo told me, "You quit football. I'm quitting basketball." Yep. And I was like, "Fuck! I need Bo. Yeah, I can't, you know." Right? So I was like, "I can't quit football."
0: For my real passion, success, basketball. I need him. I need this in guy in my block. life. You know.
1: <laughs> but I think each sport can help provide something for you different. Whether mm-hmm. you know soccer, your footwork football, there's an inherent, even as a mm-hmm. puss quarterback, you feel tough, you yeah. know, like, but the big thing for me, and I always use Jake Muleisen and Barrett Roode as an example, is, I mean, Jake was, I mean, going to Nebraska to play basketball, yep. and Jake was our, just a wide receiver and a punter mm-hmm. on our football team. Yep. And Barrett, big, big shot Barrett going to go to Nebraska to play football, he was like our defensive stopper, screener, yeah. you know, defender. Screener, and, or rebounder. And screener, rebounder. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what I think playing multiple sports does is it allows you to appreciate different roles Mm -hmm. so many kids don't play another sport because well I'm good at this sport and I'm not that good at this sport therefore I don't want to play it it's like there's a lot you can learn by being not the being the seventh best player on a basketball team or whatever so I'm sure you understand that
0: selfish and selfless yeah if you just want to go to what you're good at you don't want to be a teammate you want to be you just want to be the star I mean, Murph's kid's playing now. Yeah. Ne- never played. But he's loving it. Loves it every day. And day by day, he moves up the chain. He's getting some reps and out receiver. He's happy. Yeah. Kid's a great basketball player, right? I knew I sucked at basketball in junior high. But my boys were there. Yeah. And you know what? If I had to take on a little hockey enforcer role, if they are a little yeah. too tight on some stuff, then yeah. <laughs> we'll elbows we, got a little yeah. high on the screen. if you got a problem, then we got a problem. Yeah. But that was my role there. It, people... People want to be. Everybody wants to be the star. Nobody wants to be the teammate. When you look at squads that are good, right, that are really, really good at sports, they don't want to be the star. They want to be on the winner. Mm-hmm. And until the intersection of winning means more than you getting the accolade, right? That's what you got. That's why you have eighty-five travel basketball teams and nine thousand baseball teams. And you know, yeah. Oh, I don't want to play that because I'm not good. Well, then go be not good. Right. You can't be great at everything. If we were all great at everything, we'd all be billionaires and we we wouldn't have to work. Right. But you got to have that humbling experience. I got mine in college. Busted my ass. Did everything I could. Got told one thing, something else happened. I'm like, well, yeah. sucks. Right. I could bounce out of here and try to go get something done, but it's too late.
1: Have Did you ever, is it ever even in a moment in your dorm in college where, because you're playing behind All-American after All-American yep. after stud after stud. Yep. I mean, you could have gone to another smaller down scholarship yeah so i'm saying do you ever do you do you ever were there moments you're like man i want to play because it's human nature everybody wants to play
0: at that time i knew you know my junior year i was probably well maybe take a look we were so freaking good oh god That i was just getting i mean i was playing Mm -hmm. and then you go to your senior year and i'm he's like all right this is the deal here's how it's going to work and da 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 In their evaluation process, they thought the backup guard was a better guard than I was a center, so they could take Aaron Taylor and move him over to make him a center. I said, well, okay, the door's not closed, though, right? They're like, no. So you go through and you bust your ass and it doesn't work out. So that time for me, it was too late. Yeah. But I never once looked back and like, oh, I should have went to Iowa State or Wyoming. No. I knew I I just wanted a chance. Yep. Took that chance, took that shot. It's kind of the way I live now. Mm -hmm. I'll take a shot. And sometimes that shot ain't going to work. And you have to realize that that's really life. Right. Like that, I mean, what am I going to do? Go to Iowa State and win six games and be yeah. like, woo, woo. Yeah. Now I've been unbelievably lucky. I lost three games in high school, three games in college.
1: That's crazy. Right. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're one of Malcolm losing four. I was yeah, about ready was to like, slit him. I'm I'm like, I was like, well, good knowing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. But it's no one... And and, I, and that's a very too broad of a statement, but certain folks don't realize the value that your kid is probably still going to be a great teammate or a great player if they do come in off the bench if they aren't the star. Sure, that's that's hard for people to swallow. Right. But when you have people that understand that or parents that understand that, it changes your life. Right. Yeah. It it changes everything.
1: Yeah. It it is. Uh, it's a. It, I always tell people. Th- you know, being a walk-on isn't for everybody. No. And you have to take pride in thankless things. You have to take pride in getting someone else prepared to get the, the mm-hmm. spotlight. Yep. Um, and you have to also just work your ass off mm-hmm. with no guarantee that it's going to turn into mm-hmm. – Getting onto the fit, it's just not for. It takes a specific type of person. That's why it's like I've just loved what I've seen from Eli Sullivan Mm -hmm. and the cat from Carney, (laughs) like Uh, Stovall. Yeah, like I've just loved those.
0: The people, the people that matter, know. Mm -hmm. The people that are on the outside, and they still matter, but they don't matter as much. That's why initially, anytime I get into some something that I want to talk about. I'll say, take it for what it's worth, career back up here in college. Because that if you want to take that shot I me, I've had that shot. I mean, whatever. Yeah. But I've got messages from Charlie McBride, from Milt Teniper from from Jared Thomas, Jason, you know, or Grant yeah. Witt, not Grant, but Jason said, dude, don't know how you did it. You got you got screwed hard. Yeah. And you just were a teammate. Sure. I'm like, well, you guys had to go play and succeed and you know, I knew what I was. Right. I mean, my dude throw a
1: hissy fit and pout on the floor. Yeah, and, what do you get? Right. I do that. They're going to not they're like, Hey, see you yeah. later, kid. But nice it's hard because you. it also, one thing that was challenging for me being a walk on for two years at Kansas was balancing you. Everyone has the inherent desire to play. Yes. You know, 100%. anybody that's like, Oh, I'm just No. Well, if you're just happy riding the bench, then, then you that shouldn't be you shouldn't be there. You mm-hmm. should always be like, I'm, I'm one. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. I'm, I would die to get mm-hmm. out there with balancing that with, yep. Being unselfish and yep. being selfless. thats a—that's that, a hard thing to balance because some people, the the first part of it, the desire to play, just over takes it. It just takes over their their mind, yep. body, and soul. There's and humility in it, right? Yeah. You have
0: to have you prepare yourself as if you are going to play. Yeah, you know. Thankfully, Graham, a couple times, I had a spaz attack and his helmet would break or something would go bad, and I'd be like, "All right, later, Dork," and yeah. I'd go in there and you know we'd do good. Nothing yeah. would drop off. It's just being that ready to play. You know, and then you have guys it happened it happened on a on a huge sense for a buddy of mine Adam True. Yep. Who Barrett Robbins kind of freaked out and they lost him during that Super Bowl. Literally lost him. Well, they knew where he was. They had yeah. PIs following okay. him. Yeah. But True called me, he's like, Hey, I'm starting the Super Bowl. I was like, Yeah, you know, deep snapper. I got it. It's a good start. We'll give it to you, bud. <laughs> he goes, No, I'm starting. I was like, Okay, dude, I get it. You're the starting deep snapper in the Super Bowl. He goes, They can't find Barrett. Get your fat ass out here. I was like, got it. So I got on a plane, flew out, went to the Super Bowl. After the game, I went to the Raiders post party. So I'm sitting there with the Raiders offensive line. I'm like, shit. Well, not nothing true did. True did just fine in that game. Did just as good as B-Rob. But it was this and it was that. And so to have him be that professional, right? Mm -hmm. There's a situation where it worked. And in my situation, it didn't. But Mm -hmm. that's just the way life is. Sure. You ain't guaranteed shit. No. You ain't guaranteed to wake up tomorrow. You ain't guaranteed nothing. After you wake up, you're guaranteed a chance at a day. Yeah. Your chance of 24 hours. Right. That's it, though. So you got to go out and make the best. Of it. I did the best I could. It didn't work. Right. That's why I tell these kids, hey, this clock is going fast. We're already game five in the season. Remember, when we were bitching about the season starting. Game five is yeah, next week.
1: You're t- you bl- I know you you, you blink and it, and that's where these game mm-hmm. these games come and go. Mm-hmm. And okay, so that. Let, let's talk about this team, this yeah. Nebraska team. Yeah. I thought Frost kind of said it best after the game where he was like, listen, this team, we could be 4-0. Mm-hmm. We could be 2-2. and yep. We are what we are. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, okay, well, the whole we are what we are. Well, what is that? To me, it's like this team's flawed. Very. Uh, still a work in progress. Uh-huh. Their margin for error is still pretty slim, mm-hmm. although they overcame that finally on Saturday. Yes. Uh, I just still am not so sure. I said this to Bo like their, their biggest opponent still is themselves yep. in some ways. And 100%. it's like until, I almost think until you can, until they can get over that, the self-inflicted stuff, it's like that's going to, I don't know if they're going to be able to take these other steps. How do you, like, how do they get past the self-inflicted stuff? Because I, to be honest with you, if I had to say, if someone said, what are you, if, you if we had to go down the disappointment route, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm, I'm probably a little disappointed that I feel like they're still in that game of, of shooting themselves in the foot all the time. Cuz at some point they got to get past that.
0: On on the offensive side of the ball. I agree 100%. I think the defense is in is in a different realm totally. Okay? Yeah. Offensively we all wanted it. consumption of soundbite is hard in Nebraska. It's like understanding tone in a text. Somebody will text me K. Just the letter K. Yeah. I am going to stab that. <laughs> I'm going to fight you. I will text you back. I'm like, is your O button broken? Yeah. If you don't have the time for me to press O and K, yeah. then you can fuck off. <laughs> okay. What they are though, is you, we had all this national media. Oh my God. I went to practice. It's unbelievable. Okay. Well, you're practicing against like your backups. Yeah, you should be really good. All right. Well, this, 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 I had optimism for the offensive line because I heard stories of, of it looked good. Then you get into the game, and it doesn't look as I would view as at the time as what I had heard in sound bites. It's getting better week by week, totally. Except for the fact that you have a kid that's just moved to center, so those the, the week one snaps that were way bad went away for two games. Yeah, came back for this game. Yeah, so they've got to have somebody on the side, and this will sound minute, but you got to have somebody on the side that can get that corrected like instantly. The first series where you get two bad ones and he's on the side and we're getting it fixed right now. I would take things and I would not, not eliminate, I would pare back to where I said, okay, we've got eight plays, running plays, that we feel we can run against anything. And I'd yeah. rep the hell out of those against every defense you think possible. Anything. And I'd say, we feel comfortable in all these. And I would partner about six formations with those. So I got 48 different versions of the eight, or I got six different versions now in the same running place, so 48 total looks yeah, I can give yeah. you. But I do the same with the passing tree. So you can't have guys running in the same area
1: It's crazy. with routes. It just doesn't work. It's crazy. So I would... So I get the sense you think they're maybe trying to do, they're trying to maybe do a little too much, because I've heard, it's weird to, and it, this is also a Nebraska thing where we try to like every... Every cons- every line from Frost, we like slide it under a microscope and be like, and "What does he mean by the team?" Yep. you know, and you're like, "Okay, we're thinking too much." Mm-hmm. But he's also talked about ta- he he's said, "I I need to you know they, they I've heard this general thought of the perfect play." Mm-hmm. They're always like, "I, I got to realize I can't call the perfect play every time." Mm-hmm. So do you almost think they're 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 either it's it's being too complicated or what? What do you think that means?
0: Sometimes it's too cute. You're trying to to be too smart mm-hmm. when sometimes it's just picking a play you can execute really, really well. There's there's a beauty in the simplicity of a four-yard game. Yeah. It's wonderful. I don't need – right now, when the offense itself is still in its infancy stages, you're, you're one in five games, four games, I don't need a home run every other play. I need three strong together to get a first down, and we keep their defense on the field, as you did against Illinois. And, it and then you down. saw them yeah. wear down. Yeah, That, that to me, is is what I would love their identity to be, is a form of ball control explosion where we're going to control this thing. Mm-hmm. But if you think you're going to get slick and slide somebody in where they shouldn't be, we're going to double move you with Spielman or Noah or, or Wandale, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a problem. Because so then I'm going to gas you. But in the, in the, in the plays, to, to control the ball, don't have to be running plays. I, I like the swing game that they have with, with Mo. I like there's some nice variations you can run off that, but I would have those plays and then the, their compliments. I would focus on those because sometimes football does just boil down to keep it simple, stupid. I mean, we're at SCUT. We've won some games. We've had a pretty good run. We've been a six straight semis, five, elix- five of the last six state championship games. we won three of those. We run the veer. We run it well. Yeah. So sometimes getting yes. too cute. Yeah.
1: Right. A lot of ways to do it. Right. A lot of ways now, to do Now, do it.
0: I see this offense evolving into a power broker offense where at any time you can pop one? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Not right now. Mm-hmm. In year four, I really see that. Year three, you're going to see flashes of it. The The hill of we don't have a four-minute offense to we played Illinois and we had a four-minute offense. Hallelujah. I was I it. I like that. Yeah because it's demoralizing yeah sometimes we want if i if i walk up to you and, and we're just out and you're some random schmuck that's been talking shit to me okay and i just dot you i dot you and you knock out and i walk away that's the home run play yep in the game you, you're not phased by that two hours later but if i square up to you and i pummel you for a good five ten minutes you're going to think about the next time you want to lip off to of somebody else. Right. I'm not saying we have to be rough, rugged, running downhill, but if you can break a will of a human being, which is what football and why I love playing and coaching offensive line, I want to break your will. Right. I want to make you. And we couldn't do it against York. York had a good team. But we just ground and ground mm-hmm. and ground. When you can break somebody's will and they don't want to play that game anymore, that's when you've accomplished.
1: So I'd imagine, though, with that said, was there on some level an appreciation for the other night at Illinois where it was like, you guys, 100%. you your team in the nineties was there was a whole mantra of like that three yard gain in the first quarter is a four-yard gain in the second quarter and then six and then seven and like so
0: and then a touchdown.
1: And then a touchdown. And so it was wearing people down physically. Mm-hmm. This was that was an element of wearing Illinois down, but it was more with like endurance, reps, all that stuff. I'd imagine on some level, even though it's different than how you guys did it, it was the same school of thought.
0: Fourth quarter was beautiful. Yeah. Illinois was gassed. Frost totally. and crew knew it. Yes. And they started to have their way with them how they wanted to. That's you are correct, you know, that 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 guy that gets all amped up and you get a part of him on a block in the first quarter and you miss him. Then he gets hit on the same looking play to him by somebody else. And then you get him again later. And then he doesn't know where he's getting hit from. And he doesn't like being hit like that. Percy Snow, (laughs) Percy Snow from Michigan State. I hit him hard, like really hard. Yeah. And he teed up. He just started dog cussing me. And I'm like, Baby, I said, Baby, (laughs) we still got about seven minutes left in this game. I will be back. (laughs) I will be back here and see you. Yeah. And so I knew the next play that we had different. Some somebody else was going to get him. Like Percy, they're coming, <laughs> yeah. and he just was screaming, yelling at me. But when you get into the head, when you're renting space in their head,
1: it's beautiful. Yeah, you do what and, you and, and there's do. no doubt that that was happening. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, do you have to? How how challenging is it? And this could be a stupid question. No such thing. With do linemen just do their job regardless of who's running, or do they have to know who's running? It doesn't r- matter. It doesn't matter. Nope. Well, just because Wandale's got a different style mm-hmm. than Mills, mm-hmm. and Mills has a different style, style than Mo, because it was really, I mean, it was a little shit. Wandale came in there and ran. Yeah. He might have ran tougher than anybody's run this year Agreed. at five foot nothing, two pounds.
0: He's a three-step guy. He reads it in three steps, and he's making that decision and going. Yes. And that's nice. If you if you have your druthers on what you want, you take that mm-hmm. because you're like, okay, I'm gonna get in this and in about two point five seconds, He's gonna be past me. To try to get alignment to position block or just how they're blocking due to running back is just added minutia in your brain. You don't gotcha. Get I time. didn't know. I just I tell our kids all the time. They're like, well, we're running this way, and if he does this, no, 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 no. That's why they get to be perceived as skill people. That is not my job to cut. That is his job. Right. My job is to move that lineman from point A to point B. Right. I don't care how pretty it is. I don't care what it what it looks like. He just can't be there by the end. He's got to read it. Sure. He's got to read it. Not me. So you do your job. He makes the cuts. He gets the accolade. We're doing our job. <coughs> Once you realize that, you can't change. Like, okay, well. Mo's in, and I know he likes to to go outside. He's a bouncer, yeah. And so the right. defense is like, well, we know he likes to go outside, so we're going to slant outside. So <laughs> right. I mean, If I just run him outside and I give Mo a cutback lane, I stay true to my technique, get engaged. Now, Mo, it's up to you to read this block, right, and do your thing,
1: right. Yep. Do you? I mean, def- You brought up the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I've said this to like last year. It was, and I get it when it's like frost. You know, the golden boy, he's on the offensive side. No one ever wants to criticize that. And I get that. But so last year, it was like it was always Chenander and the defense's Mm -hmm. fault. And that's not to say there wasn't some days where they had rough days. They did. But let's be honest, man. This year, Mm -hmm. even the other night, I know they gave up 38 points. It's like four fumbles. Mm -hmm. Some of them...
0: 21 of those? Well, okay. I'll take take away two. Yeah. Anything turnover inside your own 20, I don't count against the defense. And well, one so that's 14 room, was at the two-verse. Yep. I mean, Mills' fumble got right. returned to the two. That's 14 points gone.
1: Yes. He got gashed on the one run. Yep. Outside of that, I guess I just have been wildly impressed. Mm-hmm. Now, everything's relative. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're not Bama or anything like that. Right. But, like, everything's relative. I... I am so impressed with what Chenander has been able to do with largely the same cast of characters outside of Big Daniels inside. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's a lot of the same dudes, and everybody's improved, mm-hmm. clearly.
0: But when you get that, right, you get another year of season on a defensive line. The, the Corbin long run in the middle, Mo Berry didn't trust. If Mo Berry trusts and, and, and trusts his eyes and trusts his teammates to take care of Peters on the zone read... Yeah. He's there to make that play, but he had a little hesitation step. And he stepped too far, and he couldn't scrape back to his left right off the rear end of, of the defensive end or the defensive tackle. Right? He couldn't scrape back to make that play Right, because he took a false step on the inside. He didn't trust that they were going to get the quarterback tackle on his own. If he trusts them, he's there to hit Corbin. That's a two-yard gain, maybe. Right. If he scrapes off because then he's got to smook over the top to help him to the outside, right. but he didn't fulfill his duty. So, those things are starting to diminish mm-hmm. to where in the past it was seven, eight times a game. Now it's one or two times a game. And, and it, unfortunately for Mo, it happened. Mo had a rough game. Yeah. He's just trying to do too much. He's trying to be too much to too many. You just got to be Mo. Right. Make your read, let your feet fly, and go wrap somebody up. Game day. Yes, they have made huge moves.
1: Yeah. Game day coming to Lincoln, baby. Mm-hmm. Are you going? I am not. Are you? No.
0: No, someone's got to work on
1: game day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the the I love it. I mean, the, there are some people, and it's probably a product of you know twenty years of of struggling on the big stage that has right. people nervous about. getting – But it's like the narrative isn't going to flip itself. Like nope. at some point, you got to go flip it. I, I just I only see positives out of game day being here. What what's your reaction
0: for to exposure me? to the campus and the fan base? Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree.
1: I think it adds a
0: layer of of pressure to the team. Yeah. That I'm interested to see how they handle how they handle that. So I think you do have some guys in the game that are pressing still right now. I think Cam Jurgens is pressing a little bit. I think Trent Hickson is pressing. I think Martinez sometimes is pressing. Now, him even pressing a little bit where it doesn't look like as smooth as it did year one, he's still leading like the conference in some offensive category. So it's good. Yeah, he's still Scariest part to me of this team is they're making mistakes. They're they're squeaking by and winning games, but if they get a lot of this cleared up, first it could be like they're like it could be. I don't think they're four, gr- I, think. I don't
1: think they're great, but no. I'm with you. Like if they, eight they're they're closer than I think a lot of people mm-hmm. think to putting together a complete game mm-hmm. of pretty good football.
0: No, this is your benchmark. Yeah. Okay, this is the upper crust. This is the elite. Mm-hmm. I think last year Nebraska cut Ohio State at the right time. They had a bunch of Urban Meyer drama going on who's staying, who's going, are the rats jumping off ship, who's going yes. to be the guy? Yes. And they took advantage of that, and they played well. That that mentality, though, that ability to say, hey, we can play with these guys, stays in. Anytime Nebraska <laughs> plays Michigan State, I will bet Nebraska in that game. Yeah. Because for whatever reason.
1: Right, they're not afraid of them. If they play
0: home or away. Right. They will, they will stay in a game with Michigan State.
1: Right.
0: Goes the other way. Sometimes whenever they play Northwestern, they're still a little down there. They're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. What what happened? We're winning. And we got a penalty. Yeah. Now we're losing. Yeah. This is bad. So it goes both ways. I hope that they take that mentality they had last year for whatever reason that that, that game played out the way it did. Because I thought they played a really, really good yeah. game. I thought had they played really, them. Yeah. Really good game plan. So if you can take that mentality and that, good. Let's go do this and figure it out. But get rid of all
1: of the bullshit. What, what, how would you navigate this week if you're Frost from the standpoint of it's a i mean game day's coming it's a huge mm-hmm. game it's ohio state i don't know how coach Osborne was for i mean obviously it's different when you guys were the hunted Yeah. you know you were the the you know right. the, the the big dogs coming or they had to come to your place do you if you're frost do you try to provide normalcy do you acknowledge and embrace the moment of like you know cuz it is you don't want to sit there and be like hey it's just another game it's not just another game but that's a there's a balance to that
0: i wouldn't over insulate it I, I i would much rather be the underdog in that Mm -hmm. role and say, listen, they're going to come in your house and they think they're going to smack you down. And not only do they think it, some of your own fan base thinks it. If we really boiled it down, some of your parents probably think it. But what we got to do is come out here to work practice every day. If you do me a favor, just go radio silent. Yeah, No tweeting, no Insta, no snaps, no nothing. Let's just focus on us. Let's really insulate, not to the Topolini point of insulation, but let's insulate. Yeah, Let's be laser focused because we had them last year. Now let's go get them this year. So I would take that underdog role, and I would yeah, play that up. That. They're going to come to your house, and not one of them is going to pick you to win this game. Right. And everybody thinks that this is the same old Nebraska. They're going to get in a big game and get boat raced by 90. And I don't know about you guys, but I take that personal. Mm-hmm. So I would find I would find my psychos, and I would make sure that they're all cranked up all week and that they know what's at stake. And I would make sure after I find a kicker. I'd make sure they do that. But I would I would accept it wholeheartedly. And be like, yeah, you're an underdog in your house, and they think you're going to get
1: raced. Yeah, I mean it'll be because I mean the, the interesting thing was because obviously last time game day was here was 2007. Mm-hmm. Bo was a senior when yep. number one USC was coming yeah. to town, and Bo on our little recap pod was because one thing I was I was like, did you know the players? Do you feel it? And Bo was like, oh, you could feel oh, game yeah. day being there. Like you could you could feel it, and. He said he felt like every that their whole team put too much into that game mm-hmm. from the standpoint of like he was like we thought we were something we weren't that and he mm-hmm. goes and it f- and th- it fell apart mm-hmm. so there is a balance of like
0: you can't leave yourself
1: you you can't and you can't yeah. put you you gotta you gotta pour your soul into this game but you also can't put too much into this game because mm-hmm. if because if it doesn't go well right. you know you still got a whole see if you lose this game it's season's not over, obviously. Right. So i a. I just would be interested to see how just the emotional control of the week leading up and then into the game, what that looks like.
0: I think Frost has a better grasp of them psychologically than, no, no disrespect, I'm, I'm, I was Team Polini. I like Bo Polini. Mm-hmm. I like some key fires on his staff that he had. Right, we're t- we're having totally different discussions.
1: Well, and he's—I mean, he's a couple of plays from being that would have right. changed the narrative. Exactly. You know, I mean, if no, he yeah. wins '09 and '10 Big Twelve titles, yeah. th- everything's different.
0: You're also a couple of blowouts away from being like
1: yeah, yeah, really yeah, different in a, spot, a, right?
0: But psychologically, he—they have a better grasp now. Mm-hmm. I think he's got them more in a, in a headspace that you can embrace that moment. It isn't the end of the world if you lose, but. Make sure that you're present in it. Realize what's going on. Realize the opportunity at hand. Sure. And seize that opportunity that's there. I didn't think USC was that much better than than Nebraska in 07. But I thought you had a team that was more seasoned in that and and expected Mm -hmm. greatness than a team that was kind of maybe questioning it. This team in Nebraska has been kicked around a lot by fans, by media, by, you know, everybody. Maybe it's a game where you're just like, hey, you know what? Fuck everybody else. Let's just go play hard. Yeah we'll play as hard as we can for an hour, and let the cards fall where they may. Yeah, because Justin Fields hasn't been in an that's environment my, that's, that's going kind of to shake.
1: He hasn't. How, you, all, how do you handle it? Yeah, that's right. Of, it's. It's. He hasn't really. He hasn't been in a stressful moment. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be str- talented. He, oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, this there. If you anybody that's watched them play mm-hmm. there, it's it's scary how good mm-hmm. they are. But he hasn't been in a stressful moment, mm-hmm. and. This is an aggressive defense mm-hmm. where you know – because if I'm Chenander, I, I think you have to think about if you give Fields time and all those weapons, mm-hmm. it's not going to go well. Yeah. So whatever you do, you probably got to dictate, f- force the issue. So I think Chenander's going to come after his ass, mm-hmm. and we'll see. Like I think, I think if they can rattle Fields early in the game.
0: Some games are meant to have a personal foul. And it's okay. Yeah. Some fifteen yard penalties on a quarterback hit are good.
1: Yeah, you need to you need As to long get as that. you're
0: not hitting him with the crown of your head. Right. You just get a shoulder in there and lay him on his ass. It's okay.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I yeah. think and then and then the other thing too is this this could be this could be this is arguably this is Ryan Day's biggest game. Mm-hmm. It's a big moment for him. Yep. You know. We we always do that. We have a tendency to only think about like the Lens Our of guys. Nebraska. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, they have like a quarterback that's never been in a stressful moment. They got a first-year head coach that has never really been in a in a moment like this as the head guy. I know he I think they played TCU last year and he was the interim and I mean, that's a different S- deal. Sneaky good thing to do now for Nebraska staff.
0: Go scout yourself. So go so take your analytics department. Go run analytics on you. So when it gets to third and four, what do you call on defense? Right. Because they're going to watch that and be like, okay, well, in third and four, they're running this. So now I give them that look, right, and I send something from somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. fake that blitz. Right. Because I, I think for, for three seconds, it plays into Nebraska's strangle. I think is their secondary right now. Mm-hmm. Not, and I'm not saying they're pure, but it means there's been some open receivers running by themselves. Sure. but And the defensive line. Which is, is may not be as top end heavy as Ohio State's, but it's deep. There's a lot of guys that maybe not an A plus player, but they're an A minus player. Yeah. So if I can roll nine in there and stay fresh, okay. Yeah. So can I get pressure to where these receivers can? Can I maintain gap integrity so I can make good solid tackles? Because Dobbins, if you get Dobbins a shot, yeah, you're gonna have yeah, a problem. Yeah. You you but have I scout myself right number one, and I try to have a. A compliment blitz. So if I like to blitz the strong side on third and one, I may blitz Miller or the weak side on that just to give them something different. Yeah. Just something that isn't normal to them. If I'm the offense, I say, well, what do we run when we get in a pinch? We run this. Yeah. Well, what's the compliment to that? Can we run the compliment and maybe instead of it being a flat, route, we run you know, a wheel behind it or something. Mm-hmm. If we really love on, on this, we run the quarterback draw. What if I had a shovel pass out of that draw where I get back and I do my shoulder fake? And then I got a little receiver stinking on it, and I shovel pass it to JD, and he scoots around the corner. Right. Can I get out of my own comfort to make sure that they don't know that we're not predicting? Keep them out of – yeah. Because, you know, if you get the, – listen, the first time they get in the third and fourth, and if you the same
1: yeah. same blitz is coming, boys. Here we go. It's yeah. going to be a good day. See, that's where – yeah, because they are they have the horses to shred that stuff. Yeah. What do you – I wanted to ask you about – they have a – I mean, they they maybe have the number one pick in the draft in Chase Young. They're stud oh, defensive – line. If he's not, then whoever's picking is dumber than anybody. I mean, because that guy's. a... I don't care if you need a quarterback. Oh God, he's a he's a freak. So tell me, as an offensive lineman, how do you how do you scheme? Or when you got a great, do you like to run it at him? Do you always double him? Are you running away from him? How do you handle a guy like Chase Young? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> all of the above. Yeah,
0: you make sure you do everything you can. He's going to make his plays. It's it's a basketball. I know if we're playing in in, in ninety six. And MJ's got the rock. Right. You're going to make some plays. You're going to get his. Yeah. Chase Young's going to get his. You could put Joe Thomas over there. Yeah. And Chase Young's going to get his somehow. Okay? I try to limit his to non-crucial situations. So if I'm in third in a bunch, I don't want his helmet in the middle of my quarterback's back and the ball flying out. So I make sure that I double-team him at least on pass pro And that. I, I vary my snap a lot almost play to play, so he can't get in a rhythm of timing the cadence. Right. Right? I go hard count, try to get him to jump off, so now he's got to ease back a little bit. I hit him with tackle sometimes. I hit him with tight end sometimes. I slip him sometimes and and slide a receiver into the flat against him because he's going to be looking for the hit. He might get a run read at him. Tight end, like, oh, I'm going to come hit you. Nope, I died behind him, and we dump it over in the flats. I make sure as much as I can that he never feels comfortable where I get him in a rhythm where we're going one every time and he knows after you know, set it's going to be .2 seconds he's going to take off because that's a piece his brain processes snap count really well. Like, if you watch him, he can get steps before the tackle in some of these games they play. Right. He knows, you know, if we're just red 19, red 19, set, and then it's hut is two tenths yeah. after hut, he is gone. Right. And right as the ball moves, his step is hitting the ground and your tackle is like, <laughs>
1: shit. Yeah. Shit. Look out! But I think because his you can I think he's gonna be hyped up, mm-hmm. and he's gonna want to he's gonna mm-hmm. want to make a splash play. And sometimes you can use that against a guy. Use his there. aggression
0: against him. Yeah. yeah,
1: you you uh, have to you have to find a way to do it because t- just to get him to you know we used to always Southern Illinois was a team that mm-hmm. was yeah. just, I mean they would f- they denied every pass they fouled the shit out of you. So yep. one thing Coach Alman trying to do to start every game is is run a set back door yep and even if we didn't score we we'd let it we'd let those guys know you're not you can't just try to run through every passing lane mm -hmm. all day
0: you get them on their haunches you get you get them
1: thinking like oh shit they might run a little so something i'd I'd be interested if there's something early in the game that frost has to not only try to obviously have a positive play but also to get chase young to like dial it back Di- just dial it back a mm-hmm. little bit because if you let that guy just salivate yeah. and come, you're you're in a you're it's in a, a you it's t- going to be t- a long day. Oh man, because he's again. If people haven't watched that cat play,
0: hit him from different angles mm-hmm. with different people. I- I'm even in the camp. Spread you know Jack Stall Austin out wide on one side. Slow motion him back in and just run toss toward him. And so he thinks he's got the angle. Just clock him. Yeah. He's like hey and take the penalty. Right. Defenseless player. You know they'll call hey so whatever. Take 15, and then your punter hopefully is good and punt it out of there, but whatever. So Hit him from different angles with different people and different cadences. Right. So he can't settle in.
1: What do you, I mean, I've kind of, my thought on the game is like, just get to the the latter stages of the third quarter.
0: You know a sneaky good one for him?
1: For Chase Young? Yeah. Give it to me.
0: <laughs> Run multiple option straight at him. Okay? So work with me here. You got JD in the slot on the right. Yep. You got Mo. And an offset to the left, and Martinez in the gun. Mm-hmm. Short motion JD back in towards the formation, and then Martinez just catches the ball. He doesn't run directly at Chase Young, but he just runs sideways. Mo flares Alec on an option, take off at him. So now Chase Young has three dudes coming at him, all of which can't get the ball. So if he goes to hit Amart, you pitch it to Mo, or you shovel it underneath to JD. Mm. So now I can't like make a double him. option. Yeah. So now I can't make him right. Right. Right? Uh-huh. You want to be right? Okay. Pick one of the three of us because I'm getting rid of it. I'm giving it to somebody else. So if the next time he crashes down on JD, then you just take off running around the corner on him. If he goes high out to get Mo, then Amar, A-mar cuts Mark underneath goes. it. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. So I'm like, hey, you don't know who's got it. I just think – because you can't – I'd imagine if you're calling plays you – That can't, might be a death wish for well, somebody. No, but but but, but the, like there are certain guys you have to be aware – like he's a guy – uh There was a great NFL film, or like Ed Reed, Mm -hmm. when he was going into the Hall of Fame, there was. I saw some like package, a little highlight package of Brady. Yeah. Wrote on his little wristband, Mm -hmm. find 30. Yep. Meaning every play, I need to find where the hell Ed Reed's at. Yep. There are certain players defensively mm-hmm. that are so good mm-hmm. that you need to know where they're at every play. Mm-hmm. And now you can't totally alter your offensive philosophy because of all that. But at the same time, I think there are some things that Frost can do to either, again, like we're saying, yeah, either frustrate him a little bit, make him think about some things, whatever, because that's people talk about ultimately the offense. This is a game where the offense is going to have to score 35. To win, I mean, maybe even like it's, it's going to have to be, and it all starts to me with, with Chase Young. Mm -hmm. And so
0: you got to figure how you're going to deal with him. You
1: got to figure it out.
0: But reading him and making him not right. Because if you option,
1: I'd imagine if you, it's hard to be aggressive Mm -hmm. when you're getting, when you're being optioned. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: T.O. picked on college kids his whole life. Like you can't be right. You take the fullback roll around the corner. You take the quarterback, we're getting to get the fullback. You just can't. Right. You can't be right. It, Make a 19, 20, 22-year-old kid pick. Right. Who you getting? Oh, wrong one.
1: Oh, wrong again. And you know, they haven't run a ton of op- they haven't run a ton of the only pure.
0: Thing that, I'll be honest, it really scares me with Chase is You might get that read and he might fake it, and he's going he, down I was and gonna, gonna say he, the he's, he's the type of guy that's good enough you.
1: to go at Martinez <laughs> and get back to Washington. But it just will be interesting. So what, what I was gonna say was. Uh, To me, this is a game where I don't want to. This is kind of a loser mentality, but like you got to hang in there. You got to give yourself a chance to win the game. Just get to the latter stages of the third quarter, early fourth, be within striking distance. And and then at that point, it's like Nebraska's at home. Mm -hmm. Nebraska does have the skill, guys, to be able to make some of these plays. I guess what, as we wrap this up, what? Just keep me within. I make no bones
0: about it. I will play and I volunteer up, up, Scud, and tribute. If anybody wants to put us on the line, just write our name down. Call us. We'll write your name down. We'll play. And my philosophy is I got to stay within seven points of you of the fourth quarter, and I got to get you nervous on why are we still here. Mm-hmm. How are they still here? Why have they not gone away? And then in that fourth quarter, if I get you to start and I watch your little logo on your helmet, and it starts bobbing back and forth at each other, now I know I got you because yeah. now you're not going to trust each other. So it's just little Teddy KGB just hanging, around, hanging <laughs> around. I'll just hang out in here and get you to not trust. Yep,
1: and then we'll go. It's kind of like uh, you see it all the time in the NCAA tournament. It's like when the, a 13 seed is playing a four seed, mm-hmm. or if like if you can just get to that final mm-hmm. under four, four media timeout. Yeah. You bet. Dallas was the, the you're going.
0: Let's play a four minute you're gonna,
1: game. You're, you're, that booty hole is going to get tight. Mm-hmm. As Coach Self would say, you couldn't fit a greased BB. <laughs> I mean, that, but that's how. I mean, if it, that's if, a good it one. if all of a sudden it's fourth quarter, eight minutes to go, and you know it's thirty to thir- you know 34, thirty four, mm-hmm. thirty something like that or whatever, they might go.
0: Shit. Yep. yep. It'll be just hang around.
1: Just hang around. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it Cause is.
0: Because it's I might have a taker out west too. Oh, I was running. Really? I was running it pretty good in the
1: island. Okay, I like that. So, hey.
0: I I like don't, a, all it is is one. It's about a tenth of a cent of ink. Yeah. Omaha Scott Catholic High School. Just write just write down. it down. Write it down, baby. We'll come you shoot play. me a text. Yeah, I I'll love write, it. We'll write your name down.
1: I love it. I might even pay for the buses out right? <laughs> and the pizzas after the game. Yeah, right. And the pizza. Okay, so you got to run because you're all slim and trim now. You got to work. I got to get you to your workout.
0: Well, I got to go get some beer first. I got mom football tonight.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. We're just How's that going? Mom by ball. the way, everything going okay good with that? Yeah, we're, we're making, you're making progress. progress? It's we did defense last
0: week okay and it's a good exercise if you coach because they a lot of folks just think you go out there and start beating the crap out of each other and then one guy wins and away you go yeah but we learned cover three last week wow we learned gaps what gaps are what alignments are right so this week i had to slow down i was teaching kind of fast we're backing up on offense we're gonna go over the numbering of the system of the holes and the how receivers. many moms you got there it varies some nights we have eight some nights we have about 35 wow yeah so i gotta get some Ultra Ultra.
1: okay so mick ultra yeah. so you gotta okay so you gotta get mick ultra is you gonna get a workout in today you said today's yeah. your light day it's a it's a tuesday by the way i mean well i did legs yesterday yeah squatted
0: okay. squat front squat lunges
1: yeah oh man it makes some bad you look choices. great dude i Thanks, know i buddy. tell you this every time i see you but you, you look like a million a million big ones too, how much do you think i still weigh you said you you said you were at. I'm down
0: ninety five pounds.
1: Oh Jesus! Uh, I would say you're at two. Are you at like you're down ninety five pounds? Mm-hmm. Come
0: up? yeah. I'm down two Mavas.
1: <laughs> Multiple Mavas. <laughs> Where are you? Are you at like? Are you in the? What were you pushing? You're not going to hurt my feelings. Were you pushing? Were you were you in between three seventy five and four?
0: Well, no, that would be. I would still be. Well, no, that's what I'm saying before,
1: like yeah, you just gotta say a number. Yeah, were you at two? Are you at like two eighty? Right oh, now? No. Oh, fuck you! Two sixty-five. Look at you! Two eighty. I'm Jesus. trying to. Well, I got confused. I would have guessed. I was. That's more what I was thinking. <laughs> but then I was trying to be like, damn, ninety-five pounds. Yeah, I was three fifty. Holy
0: shit, first. Oh yeah. You look. But I'm thick Because it in the had trunk. been
1: a while since I'd actually seen you. I got big legs. You look great. I was, I
0: was I had booty before booty was cool.
1: <laughs> I bet you did. So baby got back and, and Juvenile yeah. backed that ass up and oh, all that stuff. was Those my anthems. Yeah. I got appreciate you, dog. I got you. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Comes that comes off the wedding reception. i out there <laughs> <and> shaking it. Cash money records taking over for the 9-9 in the two thousand. Get birds on the floor. Hey. Thank you, man. This Always good, great. brother. Uh, we'll be doing this frequently. Okay, yeah. Anytime. Go get your little workout on. Okay. Get that booty. Right. Get that
2: Production.